This is the Slay Girl Slay podcast, a space created to uplift, motivate, and inspire women of color to be fearless in their pursuit of their dreams, go after what they deserve, and show up as their most unapologetic, most authentic selves. This audio series was created for every woman who is on the verge of her come up, creating her own vibe, and fiercely transforming her life. So sit down with me, get your notebook, grab a pen, and let's create the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Ashley Legs, and welcome to the Slay Girl Slay podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to the Slay Girl Slay podcast. Hello, everyone. How are you today? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hoping you guys had a great weekend this weekend, whether you're still indoors or going outside and practicing social distancing. I hope you had a great weekend. You all are continuously in my thoughts and prayers as we head into the second half of this insane year that we have already had. (laughs) And I'm just hoping all of you are staying safe out there, protecting yourselves, protecting your families, and most of all, protecting your peace. Wanted to shout out all of my girl gang members. Hey, girl, hey, I truly rock with them so hard, y'all. They inspire me so much. They're starting businesses, running yoga classes, starting their own podcasts and YouTube channels. And some of them have started nonprofits and smashing their fitness goals. And every time I log into our private Facebook group just to check in with them or just say, hey, I get inspired by what I see. They support each other. They're always cheering each other on. And just this space that we are creating for the girl gang is truly something special. So I'm so proud of them. I just have to say that (laughs) if you're in my girl gang, I'm so proud of y'all. I tell my family about my girl gang members all the time. Y'all are really out there killing it and inspiring me to get out here and do my thing too. That being said, If you are not in the girl gang, you are officially missing out, boo. (laughs) So join us. We don't bite. It's all love in the group. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Y'all, do you have people you go to when you're sad and you're crying and you just need a shoulder to cry on? And then do you have people who you know you don't call when you're sad and crying and just need a shoulder to cry on? (laughs) That person for me is my dad. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. My dad is everything to me and I will go to the end of this earth for him at a moment's notice. But he's just not a person you call when you're upset. My mom, however, is the more gentle one. She lets you cry it out. She's very soothing. She is the person that will rub your back when your world is falling apart and tell you everything is going to be okay. Dad, on the other hand, (laughs) is not that person. He has never been that person, actually, unless something is really, truly wrong. But for the most part, if I call my dad today crying about something, he'd tell me to call him back when I got it together. (laughs) And I know that sounds so harsh. And my dad isn't a harsh person at all. But he told me a long, long time ago that although my mom will pat me on the back and put a Band-Aid on it and tell me everything will be okay, life will not. Life will not hug me and hold me and rock me 
when I'm going through something. Life will not rub me on the back every time something goes wrong. You guys think you get tough love from me, but I get tough love. I get tough, tough love from my dad. (laughs) And when I was younger, I remember crying about something. And although he let me cry it out, he wiped my face and said, I did not raise you to be like this. I raised you to be tough. I raised you to fight back. And he pulled up both of my hands and he put them in small, tiny fists. And he said, always fight back. And I don't know what your perception is of me currently, but let me be the first to tell you after I turn 30, y'all, I cry about everything. (laughs) I am the biggest cry baby. I cry watching movies. I cry if it's a happy ending. I cry if I feel really loved. I cry if I feel really hurt. I cry when I'm frustrated. I cry when I'm, I'm angry about something. I cry when I'm really happy. I am the biggest crybaby ever. And don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with being a crybaby. I embrace it. There is nothing wrong with crying and expressing yourself and showing your emotions and letting off some frustration or steam. Crying is 100% okay. But just as much as you need the tears and the pats on the back and someone to tell you everything is going to be okay, you need someone else to check you and say, go wash your face, get yourself together and fight back. Prime example, when I first moved to LA, I was working at this company and it was maybe my fourth week on the job and it was Friday, which meant it was payday and I had just moved. So I exhausted all of my finances, moving, getting furniture and getting settled. And I was depending on every single paycheck that I received. So it's Friday and I'm sitting at my desk and I get a text notification from my bank letting me know it's been a deposit. So I'm like, yes, your girl got paid. She may go get a drink after work and order out tonight. It's a good day. Happy Friday. Until I go to my bank account and I see the actual amount of my paycheck. My paycheck that day was cut in half, meaning there was some digits that were missing from my check. So instantly I'm hightailing it to the finance department like, uh, y'all made a mistake. This must be a typo. Where are the rest of the digits that are supposed to be in this check? And the finance guy looks in the system and he says, oh, sorry about that. It looks like you were overpaid when you first started. So we took that money back out of this check. Girl, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that or experienced a check ever being short, but your girl was hot. So hot. I had to go step in one of those privacy rooms they have in the offices and just gather myself because I was going there and I started to panic. I live in LA. I just moved here. It is by no means cheap. I signed a lease. I have bills. I don't have enough money to pay my bills this week. How will I eat? So, you know, panic is setting in and I'm freaking out, right? I've never been in this situation before. And because I'm so overwhelmed and angry and upset and confused, guess what? I cry. Somehow it always happens like this, but I am in the privacy room, right? Boo-hooing it down and my dad calls 
And I can always tell when he's having a great day because he greets me in Spanish when I pick up the phone. <laughs> so I pick up and he goes, hola, senorita. And trying not to show that I was crying, I'm like, hey, dad. And he instantly is like, what's wrong? What happened? So then I burst into tears again and I'm telling him about my check, my rent, and what am I going to eat and how I'm so angry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he lets me get it all out. And at the very end, he goes, so what are you crying for? What do you mean? What am I crying for? (laughs) I'm about to move to Skid Row. I just said I can't afford to live for the next two weeks. My check was short. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. So what are you crying for? Your tears aren't going to pay your rent, are they? No, I understand you're upset, but you being upset is not going to solve the problem. Go wash your face, find the solution, and call me back. And he hung up. That's not the first time my dad has cut me off in the middle of a meltdown and told me to gather myself and find a solution to the problem that I was facing. Although you may agree or disagree with his technique, I have learned a valuable lesson in his solution-based method. We can sometimes make our problems bigger than what they actually are because we're focused on the problem and how that problem makes us feel. But instead, if we can stop focusing so much on how we feel and start looking for a solution, or as my dad would say, results, maybe that problem wouldn't be so big after all. This episode is made possible by BetterHelp. We talk day in and day out about just how important our mental health is, but the journey to get there can be expensive, time-consuming, and not so convenient. But thankfully, we now have better options with BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides online counseling that will allow you to connect with a licensed professional counselor at your own pace and at your own time. You can get BetterHelp with over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states that specialize in stress, anxiety, trauma, depression, family conflicts, and so much more. Not only is BetterHelp convenient by allowing you to communicate with your therapist via text, chat, or over the phone, it's also super affordable. Right now, get 10% off of your first month of BetterHelp by using the code SLAY. To get your discount, go to betterhelp.com slash slay, fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. Use betterhelp.com slash slay and get better options, better assistance, and better help today. I think when we face obstacles and problems pop up in our lives, we automatically feel their weight. We feel how heavy they are. We feel how uncomfortable it is. We may feel angry that it's happening and frustrated that this obstacle can potentially mess up other areas of our lives or keep us from accomplishing something. No one likes having problems, but everyone has them. You can't go through life thinking that you'll be problem-free or that obstacles won't get in your way. If you do live a life with no problems or issues that arise, you need a podcast, sis, (laughs) and share the link because we all need to be listening to your show. But y'all, we all have problems. We all have issues. 
Not everyone has money. Not everyone can pay their bills on time. Not everyone has a job. Not everyone has the means for an education. Not everyone has the right family structure to support them on their endeavors. Everyone didn't have the right childhood. Everyone didn't make the correct decisions. Not everyone is healthy, right? And every single one of us has problems and issues in our lives that we face. And we can't wait for someone else to solve the problem for us or for the solutions to fall out of the sky. The solutions start with us. The answers start with us. If I can share anything with you, It's that in my 30 years of life, I have learned that sometimes you have to put both fists up and fight back. You have to face your problems and issues and obstacles head on and not let the weight of it keep you down. And you can do that like it's a great weight on you or you can do it like it's a dance. Start asking yourself, what is the problem? Why is it a problem And how can I fix it? Not my family, not my friends, not my school. How can I fix this problem that I'm facing? Big or small, right? The example I gave you earlier was kind of big. It was about me being afraid that I wasn't going to afford my rent or pay my bills on time. But it can be something small, something as small as a word someone said to you. A friend of yours said something sideways to you, and ever since then, you've been feeling a certain way about her. Now you're at home ruminating about what she said, how she said it, and what you should have said back. And you're frustrated and a little turned off by people, and you're thinking of all the scenarios in which you should have snatched her by the throat and dared her to speak crazy to you again. What's the problem? your friend's comments. Why is it a problem? It's upsetting you and it's taking up space in your mind and you don't know how you feel about it. What's the solution? You make a full body decision to sit her down and talk to her about how she made you feel. Simple. So simple, right? But no, we don't think of our solutions like that. We think of everything else but the results we need to solve the problems that we have. When my dad hung up on me that day, after standing there looking crazy for a few minutes and mad that he hung up on me in the middle of my meltdown, I went to the bathroom, I washed my face, I went back to my desk, and I started finding the solution. I started writing down all of my finances, what was coming out, what needed to be paid that month what could wait, a list of meals that would stretch for the next two weeks until I got paid again, which mostly consisted of sandwiches, PB&Js, and spaghetti. (laughs) And after moving some things around, I was still able to pay my rent with no help from anyone. I was able to eat for those two weeks, and I lived to see another paycheck come through. My dad is tough but he taught me to always find a way. Crying is good for you and it's okay to cry, but at the end of the day, crying about it won't change anything. Whining about it, ruminating about it, and having pity on yourself will not change or solve the issue. It may feel good in the moment, but when your crying stops and you're done whining about it and you're done being angry and frustrated and upset, 
the problem will still exist. Solve it, sis. Look for your answers. Find a way. Make a way. It may not be the way that you want it, but there is a way. Push your mind to always find the answers in the problems that you may face. Those tears won't solve anything, but your results will. That's it for today's podcast, boo. If you love the Slay Girl Slay podcast, be sure to give us a rating and your feedback at the end of this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to learn more about our girl gang and the Slay Girl Slay book club in the links provided in the description. Follow us on social media at Slay Girl Slay on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And come visit us on our website at www.slaygirlslay.com. I can't wait for our next girl chat, so please believe we will chat soon, boo. Peace.